Well, Cream, looks like someone done danced the Tarantella on these here pinball machines. Say, you ever hear of a movie called The Shadow? No, I haven't neither. Welcome to Coven, an actual play horror podcast. You can find our content warnings as always in the episode description. We're on Twitter at Coven underscore podcast, online at covenpodcast.com. Our theme music is by Ben Cronin and our cover art is by Daniel Stetner. I'm Noah Lloyd. You can find me online at Noah Gola. We've got Kiefer Katz. Hi, I'm not alphabetically next after Noah, but <laughs> despite that, um, or wait. I go first because I'm the GM and then you're the next player because your last name starts with K, okay? It makes sense to me. Oh, you just didn't tell me we were doing last name. Sharon <laughs> um, Merriam. Hi, I play Joan Bataille. And Gary Slack. Hey, I'm Gary and I'm playing Robert Chessman. I'm playing Samson Sycamore. Whoever that is, we don't we Very don't even good. remember which voice that was at this point. Um, so uh, thanks for tuning in. If you can hop onto iTunes, head over and leave us a rating and review. That helps other folks find the show. And let's get right to it because last time we ended on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiefer, in the meantime, resolved his uh, kicker two episodes ago, and now has now had a chance to rewrite Samson a little bit. The way I'm kind of figuring this is like as the adrenaline pumps into Samson as a fight is about to begin, that's when these changes kind of take effect. Um, So tell us what you've done to Samson, Kiefer. Uh, Samson as a person who is going from HIV into like dealing with symptoms of AIDS has lost some stamina, so that score has lowered from three to two. And his lore has increased as he has bound a second demon, and also just through his gradual familiarity with the nether realms. So his lore skill is now a four. And I need to get you like descriptions for like what the terms are that go with those. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And then uh, what's your new kicker as well? Oh, my new kicker is... Uh, finding out that my infant daughter Roxy has also contracted HIV and that I need to find a way to save her. Cool. Great. Not great. Uh, Tragic. (laughs) Yes. All of those things. Dramatically (laughs) interesting. How about that? Um, Okay. So where we left off, Travis Trent had spotted Joan and put it together who she was and then uh, kind of being cornered by Robert and Samson, he has drawn a blade and we're ready to go to town. I don't, I'm going to be totally honest that I don't remember at the end of last episode if you knew where the demon dog was at this point or not. So we're going to say it's not present yet. The demon Um, dog was sitting in the trash can. That was two episodes ago, I know. <laughs> I don't know if it still was. It just lives in there. It was a very powerful vision two episodes ago, which is why yeah. I think we're all remembering it. Oscar the Grouch-style demon dog living in the trash right. can. 
Yeah, yeah. So also, uh, wait. Sorry, just a quick disclaimer. You guys know this, but I am very, very tired today, and my apartment is very, very hot. So if I am seeming very loopy or out of it, that is why. Sharon got her second COVID vaccine shot. Finally. And if anyone who listens to this podcast somehow has not gotten vaccinated, I strongly suggest you do so. Please do. And I haven't had any other side effects. I've just been very sleepy, which is fine. I'm powering through, so that's great. This has been our regular coven public announcement. Yes. Public service announcement. All right. So we are jumping straight into combat here. So everyone is going to state their intended actions in no particular order. We're figuring out what folks want to do, and then we roll, basically. We determine the stats we're going to use, we roll, and whoever has the highest rolls are the people whose actions resolve first. So uh, let's just go around the table. Trent has drawn this like big chef's knife, which is the same thing he was trying to use to kill Ruby several mm-hmm sessions ago um so let's just start with joan since you have kind of the most personal stakes with this what are what are you planning on doing in Um, the next instance can i turn back into a dog because i feel like the dog has a bit more of a fighting chance here than um, a 16 year old girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so you're you're just going to use shapeshift um and i i don't think that there's any role associated with that is there um, I can't remember from last time. I don't think I don't think we rolled for it last time. So no, yeah. So you have another shape, which is this. Uh, I forget what kind of dog you said, which can be maintained for minutes equal to the demon's power. Um, yeah, it's, it was like um like a black German Shepherd, so kind right. of wo- wolfy, black dog German Shepherd looking thing. Perfect. So um, how long does that take? I th- and I think this is totally up to you. Like, if you want to be able to take another action here, I think you can. Um, I mean, I think... Is it instantaneous or do you have to spend a whole round doing this? I think, I don't know, maybe half a minute, a minute, something like that. No, it can't be a minute because then he, he would just attack. So maybe a right. handful of seconds. <laughs> okay, sure. So what? Are, once you're in dog form, what's your plan? Is he actively coming at Joan with the knife or is he just kind of like threatening or is he like lunging forward? That's that's what his plan is, right? Can I try to run through his legs? <laughs> sure. In dog yeah. form? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Okay. I like right. that. That's kind of like situational. So I'll have you roll stamina um, and let's give you like plus two, one, one additional one for... Um, for doing the dog form and then another one for trying to, you know, use something situationally to your advantage. Uh, Gary, what's on your mind? Um, I've been playing a lot of MMOs lately. So I think Robert's role in this, at least for the first part, um, will be mostly uh, not total support, but I think he'll want to like do something with Mark as in marking uh, Travis Trent. I'm just trying to like remember what marking does. Mm -hmm. I want to look that up. I also like hard reset, like formatted my hard drive since the last episode. So a lot of stuff just, yeah. Um, So Mark reads the target rolls humanity versus the demon power. Failure means anyone or thing with floor of one or greater, um, therefore, Mark. But what does Mark actually do? So it would be something, uh, it might be more useful, like it might have been a useful thing for Joan to do when she encountered Travis Trent on her own. Oh, so I that, don't have Mark, though. Sure, no, I'm, I'm just saying, oh, like for a sorcerer like to do when they're on their own, to so that when other sorcerers see someone, they like know, oh, there's my target, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh. So you well, could, you could okay. go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say you could mark him in a way that, you know, even if he sh- tried to shapeshift at some point, you don't know if that's a power he has or not, but you could try to mark mm-hmm. him in such a way that it would still be visible. And we would just make that part of the narrative. You could also use Mark. Like there are other sorcerers in town now, right? Like Anita Q mm. and then your, oh my God, your mentor, 
who's also in town is Fuller, another sorcerer. Hoyt, uh, Ward Fuller or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking of Mark in terms of yeah the like possible shape shifting, but also. Um, because MMO again, uh, just <laughs> keeping accuracy high for um, oh yeah, Joan I dig that and Samson to you know so their attacks can hit because Robert recognizes that um, he is the least offensively capable of the three um, mm-hmm. as it stands. Um, so he'll do his best to just make sure everyone's like hitting their mark and you know doing it well. So I think that's what he'll do through MLAC. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I like that that is kind of adding target effectiveness to other people. That's cool. What does it look like, though? Like, uh, narratively speaking, so you're not just doing Mark, right? But what are you doing in order for Mark to to be an outcome? Um, so Robert always carries his handy-dandy uh, bass guitar. Um, so he, you know, starts like, getting into the pocket with it and he's like playing the same you know string of notes um and it's like very subtle it's like quiet um but you can hear like the um and it's like loud enough to for the incantation to work but it's not too loud for and i guess this would be for travis to decide himself um to gather his attention so Cool. And then like aura starts to like appear and shit. And if it's successful, <laughs> then you'll just see like this kind of vaguely alabastery like accent like kind of coming off of him, you know, mm. if it's successful. Yeah, I, it's kind of like trails as he moves through the air, right? Like like yeah, as like he walks Albert and Wesker stuff. shit, yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rad. I like that. Uh, cool. Uh, that is actually something that he will roll against. So Travis Trent will have to roll his humanity against the demon's power, uh, your demon's power. And I'll I'll give you like at least plus two because you're using the uh, something which is already narratively important and which is like closely tied to your character. So let me double check what Imlac's power is here. Imlac's power is four, so you're gonna be rolling six. We'll get to that in just a second. Just kind of everybody keep track of these. And Samson, what are you thinking? Um, first, I just want to comment on how much more anime Robert is than all of the rest of us. All like of a sudden, fact, right? Just, just like walking like around with his bass guitar. Anime. Like, I know. Yeah. Wait, did you guys ever play it's... Guilty Gear? Um, when I was like, yeah, like much younger, but I yeah. think the new Guilty Gears are like way too hard for me. I'm like, I haven't scrub. played, well, I haven't played in a really long time, but I, like, like, I have uh, like that vibe with the guitars and all that. Which one is he like soul bad guy or something? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was one like that. I always liked the guy. Yeah. See, oh my God, I, I didn't even occur to me, but one of the guys, or I don't remember, one of the characters had like a, a little black dog that came out too. And like maybe that's in the back of my head with the shape-shifting Ooh. thing. Ooh, that could be for his shadow power, but I don't want to take away from uh, Kiefer. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was getting Trigun vibes, like the priest with a giant cross full of guns. Totally. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. yeah. That was like where my mind immediately oh, went. Man. Uh-huh. Trigun rules. Trigun is... Trigun, Trigun does rule. that, yeah. Trigun fucking uh, rules, it. and it's like lumped in with the Adult Swim anime, but it rules. It does um, rule. Yeah, Bash the Stampede, like all time, one of my favorite characters. I think never finished that show. One of the great character names, also. Um, right. Uh, and this has been our regular anime corner with Cubby. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, do I get an action, and my demons get an action, or do just I get an action? Um, you and your demons get an action. I would say, like. Like parasite demons, for instance. I don't know. Can I use boost to boost my will and then use psychic force? Like, or can I just like I don't really understand how conferring abilities works versus. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's again, in the way I understand the rules, it's all about whatever makes sense narratively, and the way we've seen you use boost before, it just kind of happens automatically. So you use boost, and then you know, we should describe what that looks like. And then that applies to your next thing as well. And I definitely think that 
non-object or parasite demons get their own turn. So Ectrix for sure will get its own turn. Um, okay. I don't know about like Avathon and Imlek getting their own turns. What do y'all think? I mean, and th- this is actually, I think, is a statement on the, the metaphysics of our world a little bit. Are y'all are using the demons' powers? Should they should do they get to act on their own if they are an object around one of your necks or a parasite behind one of your ears or living in your blood? I don't know. I don't. I yeah. I don't, I don't know because if they're acting through us, maybe not. I At guess least with like yes. the parasite. I mean, it it depends. I mean, if it's like how much free will—not free will, but like you know, like animation. Yeah, um, like someone like Emlac and Robert, like because they're working at, you know, for now, like hand in hand and, you know, it wouldn't make as much sense, but, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, yeah, I, I dig that. So let's say that it is kind of situational, right? If If you have a parasite demon, which is currently in its host and it's not fighting against you, that kind of thing, it just whatever it's doing happens on your turn. Wait, but with Keeper's so, new demon, well, uh, that's not a parasite one, is it? Ectrix? Correct, yeah. Ectrix yeah. is an inconspicuous demon, so Ectrix will definitely get its own turn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, see, that's and I like that because it makes Ectrix all the more special. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I dig. Okay, so Kiefer, uh, which demon is is providing you boost? Uh, Abby. Cool. And what is what does that look like in the moment, right? And this is maybe the moment where your character revisions come into effect as like, you know, as I was kind of pitching the adrenaline hit your bloodstream and then you ask Abby to to boost you. What does that look like? I think it looks like it used to. Um, like it's that same kind of all of the veins on his body kind of just glow black almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it happens now, it really casts a, like, it's not like just the veins are glowing black, but it's like in a sort of sinewy way where like the flesh around them looks a little bit like more obviously shrunken, like the, there's less body around the connections. If that makes Interesting. sense. Yeah. Like wow. he, he just looks more like sallow. It, it looks, it's very clear that the muscle definition that was there in his sort of like, athlete gone to seed body is just a little bit diminished Mm -hmm. cool it's not clear to us as a camera whether that's truly how he looks or how he looks while this power is being drawn on no i like that i like that ambiguity a lot and which score were you going to apply this to um i think the way boost works if it can only ever be applied to one score right um, you have to take it multiple times to take it to, for That's multiple right. things. I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've used it on Will in the past. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I and mean, I just... would say, I would say, given that that your character is being rewritten, like I think that that's a choice you could make now as well. Yeah, like you could continue doing it to Will, or you could change it to something else at this point. I think I, I want it to continue being Will. That feels like who Samson is. Is like he totally. wants to. If anything, that feels like even more who he is now. Like his, the force of his will is sort of all he has left. Mm-hmm. Great. So Abby's will, uh, sorry, Abby's power, which is six, is added to your uh, will. Which already is forgot it. Will score. Thank you. So you're rolling 11 on your will already. And uh, what's the next plan? Like, what are you trying to do? Um, I want to use psychic force. Perfect. Right. And can you describe that for us a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's a ranged attack, basically, but just, like, I think of it as, like, the move Psychic from Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. or, like, it's not Psybeam, right? Like, there's not, like, really a visual thing. Um, I think what it is is the the kind of blackness goes that's in the veins, that, like, kind of, like... Yeah, like a kind of neon, like the way a black velvet painting with like a tacky painting of Elvis, the way the velvet behind it kind of glows, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, that kind of like velvety blackness goes up through the veins of his neck in that very classic horror movie way. Um, 
and I think around his mouth, let's say, it's not his eyes. His eyes stay the same. They're still like kind of innocent and blue and his face is whatever it is, kind of like pudgy but charming. Um, hmm. But his lips turn completely black and he opens his mouth and nothing comes out. But you can see if you were to look directly into his throat that like there's not really an opening. It's just like a solid kind of black velvet wall right behind his teeth. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting and I love it. I'm going to give you plus three for that shit. That's way too good. Dope. All right. So for that, uh, you'll roll your will as a ranged attack, doing damage on the fist column. Perfect. And then what's Ectrix doing this round? Or what do you want Ectrix to do, I should say? What I want Ectrix to do is put armor on Joan. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Joan is... I'm not 100% sure that armor can be done that. Done that way? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking and it says the user converts damage victories equal to the demon's power and you are kind of definitely let me we can double check that user is specifically the sorcerer but I'm pretty sure it is. I also Joan has armor I think as one of her demon abilities but obviously she's using other things right now in terms of shapeshifting. I mean I would also be totally happy mm-hmm. to have Ectrix um like I, I was wrong. the The user is whoever controls a given demon ability. So in this instance, it would actually be Ectrix putting the armor on itself. Uh, so Ectrix can't give it to Joan. Correct. That okay. I guess the part that it doesn't seem clear to me. It says converts damage equal to, but it doesn't say who the that damage is on, right? Well, it's it's the the person using the armor power, which is Ectrix, right? So the user converts damage victories equal to the demon's power, taken okay. from edged or projectile weapons. Uh, how about perception then to try and track down and figure out where the demon dog is? Sure, cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, and what does that look like? I think it's a like little. I think honestly, it's just wherever the dog is starts like just a little bit of you see a pool of that kind of swampy water we've been associating with Ectrix start mm. to appear and like maybe it starts dripping from the ceiling above it. Maybe it, I like depending on where it is and like where sure. it's hiding. Um, uh-huh. I'll let, but I think that's what it is, is like just a very slow seep of that water. A liquid, a liquid indicator. Yeah. That I starts like flowing towards Ectrix specifically. Cool. So Ectrix will, I'll give that a, a plus one bonus for hewing to kind of Ectrix's, you know, that's what it does. Um, so it'll roll its power for that, plus one. And then Trent is, this round, I think Trent is just going to defend, especially when he sees Samson open his mouth. Well, I don't know. I should, I should, actually, I'm revising. Trent is going to try to stab Joan. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's step one. Um, and then... There is something, if people go before you, uh, you have the opportunity to switch to defend. And we we can double check. There might be like a penalty for doing that of some kind. But you can switch to defend and kind of abort your action if someone goes before you. So he is going to do a few things. Let's describe this real quick. He uses boost on his stamina. So his, where we described Samson becoming kind of emaciated almost, he goes the other direction like his his it's kind of like bane in the old batman cartoons right where his Mm. his muscles start inflating and he's also going to oh yeah okay cool so he is also going to use ranged in which uh some form of special damage can be made at a distance the demon's power sets how far the attack may go in meters so his special damage disease right uh okay so everybody can go ahead and roll Kiefer is going to roll twice once for himself and once for ectrix i'm going to roll for trent and then travis has been has had his stamina boosted and he's using ranged all right so he is rolling 12. so who are the big hitters here <laughs> not me 
so Kiefer rolled 14d8, rolled an 8 and an 8. Gary's highest was a 6. Sharon's highest was an 8. Ectrix's highest was a 6. And then Travis Trent had three 8s. So Travis Trent does indeed go first. Um, and I think the way that this works, using the demons that he has, uh, you see something kind of pulse in his forehead it looks like a you know how when bodybuilders get mad and you can see the veins in their forehead (laughs) bulge out it's like that but then you realize that it's moving under the skin Mm. uh yeah not pretty (laughs) and then you notice something that you didn't notice before which is that where he's standing there is this pool of kind of uh, I actually think it's not dissimilar from what Samson's velvet psychic force attack looks like, mm. but he's standing in this kind of oily black sludge, which is just kind of lapping at his shoes. And he, I think that he gestures with his knife towards uh, Joan, almost like he's throwing it. And then, Joan, you feel something basically, like, slap you in the chest. And, yeah. yeah. So, Sharon, at this point, you can convert to totally defending. Or you can... I mean, we could say, I think your darting between his legs was more of kind of trying to get a situational thing. If you want, we could say that 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 is how you're defending. That that's you kind of trying to dodge out of the way. Trying to evade the... Thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we could use that as a defense. Tell you what, because this is already taking so long, let's just, uh, because you rolled an eight, he only has two successes on you. Mm. Okay, yeah, so this is what we can do. We can either take this as it lies, or if these are going to be all your actions this round, then you can roll an additional 2d8. So total defense gives you an additional 2d8, and we can see how those come out. So it's up to you. Um, I mean... Because this is special damage lethal, your oof. penalty is you're going to have four... You're going to be at a minus four dice for the next action. Oh, Jesus. And you're going to be at two plus the demon's power. Use two demons for this one. They have the same power. So we would just say you would be at minus nine dice lasting after this oh my god um yeah this is a serious hmm. fight y'all are in hmm and then my option if i roll again defending instead of taking what i did before is that still just rolling 48 you would roll 68 at this point oh well then let's give that a gamble yeah go for it we'll all right but, it, but we will be taking whatever you roll so if you roll no eights here oh god then it'll be worse right well, I'm going to give it a go. Okay, let's do it. I got two eights, two eights. And she rolls two eights, word. There we go. So, all right, so you are still going to take damage from this, but I think as you dart between his legs, and we'll just go ahead and resolve you because that's what's happening in this yeah. moment. Um, as you dart between, well, first of all, you turn into a dog, right? Yes. Which is pretty badass. Um, Sharon and Rob, sorry, Samson and Robert, you see Joan just kind of lower down, turn into, what did we say you were? Was it a German Shepherd or a Rottweiler? It was like a, a, a black German Shepherd. A black German Shepherd, perfect. You see her turn into this black German Shepherd and then bolt between this guy's legs. <sighs> um, it does look like she's taken some injuries, though. Uh, it's still going to be rough because special damage lethal is rough. You're going to take eight ongoing. The ongoing basically will go through this scene. Joan will be at at eight penalty dice for all of her rolls, not just a particular skill. And the minus one is for the next action. So it's taken us nearly 40 minutes to get through (laughs) this kind of first part. Let's, uh, who is next? So Trent and Sharon have both gone. My guess is it's going to be Kiefer followed by, and then Ectrix. So Samson and Ectrix will basically go together and then we'll finish with Robert. Samson, your psychic force. 
Yeah. Let's see in terms of damage. What does that do? It's that damage uh, on the fists column. So it's Perfect. however many he's not defending, right? He's just taking it. So he actually rolls defense at this point. So he rolls defense against each person attacking. Oh, he or she simply rolls full stamina to defend, including any modifiers. Yes, because you're attacked. Okay, to pick back up, we just had a a brief moment where we had to look up the rules because I was confused about something. We are going to, we take Kiefer's very good 14d8 with two eights and three sevens. And Trent has to roll his will with any modifiers added to it. He should just be defending with his will score. It's against will, it's not against stamina. No. I thought to defend, it's against stamina. Psychic force, people without this ability defend with their own will score. Users defend with their will or with their the own will score. score. Their own will score. Perfect. Thank you. So Unless yeah, he has even psychic force. He does, but he's not using it at the moment. So, okay. He will roll to defend. Uh, his highest is a seven, which means that Kiefer has, I think that's two successes over him. So he is going to take one lasting penalty for the rest of this fight. And uh, how many successes did you have? Two. Two? Okay. And he takes two penalties for his next action. Let me mark those down. All right. And finally, uh, we get around to... Oh, no. Not finally. Ectrix. Sorry, Gary. I know you're just waiting in the wings, but we've got Ectrix to go through first. Ectrix, uh, we're just going to say that this ability works. And everyone can see momentarily. And actually, like in terms of positionality, now that Sharon has has kind of dived between his legs and looks to her right, not Sharon, Joan, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> has dived between his legs and looks to her right, she can see this kind of trail of water, which is bleeding from the hallway where he, where you saw him the very first time kind of changing in the janitor's closet and barreling down that hallway is the corpse of this dog just oh, no. charging you oh god robert your mark takes effect and we see as you described it this kind of like alabaster shimmer off of him and i think that's going to make him like we'll just give everyone kind of an above board plus one on their next attack rolls against him nice okay that was a f- the first round. <laughs> <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> yeah, next episode. Good God. Yeah, I wonder how we can how we can streamline this, but well, I mean, for we now, can cut a lot out. <laughs> I think we'll understand it a little better after that too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, I more mean for us to like speed up us playing it. But okay, so round two. Um, the demon dog is charging down the hallway and it is just going to tangle with you, Joan. That is oh, its God. aim. <laughs> okay. Um, Joan, what's your what's your plan? So I do have armor, but I have like negative die right now, don't I? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing is that you, this is where the system makes it so you have to start using like situational uh, awareness and role-playing and describing things yeah. To in order to get those dice back, right? So you're going to be at, uh, if you were to attack Trent, you would get a plus one right now because of the mark. But it would still be negative a million things. So how does that work? I mean, it would be, then you would not be able to roll any dice, right? Unless you, so remember, I've been giving y'all bonuses right and left yeah. for kind of good description and for positionality i gave you something for shape-shifting into a dog using your demon's powers yeah like i gave when i gave Kiefer the plus three that was just for description just because of the description yeah. of this psychic force thing was really cool so like you're we're in an arcade there are flashing lights going off all around there are pinball machines uh it's just the three of you like open up cut loose in your description in order to yeah. warrant eight or nine dice back oh my god um <laughs> Uh, okay, so, and there's, like, all kinds of 80s games in this arcade, right? Yeah. Just thinking about 80s arcade games. God, I mean, at this point, she can't really attack, so she's gonna have to, like, make a run for it. Um, 
So yeah, and you are like that's part of the that's part of the situation at this point, right? Is that you can feel this you can feel something creeping through your lungs, right? It almost feels like a bronchitis at this point. Um I yeah. in fact, I think you hack once as a dog before uh seeing the demon dog charging your way. So So I have you know. that warp ability, but yeah. that just means that it has to be an inanimate object that could be changed by a human technically, but basically warp, warp makes it happen immediately rather than like, you know, performing any actions, right? That's right. Is that the yep. deal? Okay. Mm-hmm. With warp, is it possible to break open the pinball machines and have all the little like silver balls go everywhere to try to trip up this dog? I love it. Yeah, I totally love it. Yeah. Okay. And, but give me some visual description. Like, what is yeah. that? Right? Give um, me as so, much as you can. You're a you're a poet. Be a oh God. I'm a, a I'm a poet too. Vax is in and very very sleepy and hot. <laughs> so, Fair. um, yeah. So if this is possible with warp, which I think it is, then I think it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Then basically the machines can kind of crack open. So like the fronts of the machines would crack open, and I don't know how many of those pinballs are inside of each one of those machines, but if they've got 20 machines in there and they each have 20 pinballs inside of them or something that's a lot Mm -hmm. of like little silver balls just going everywhere so basically they would all just crack open at once and release all of the pinballs onto the floor um just you know creating some degree of chaos uh and hopefully tripping up this demon dog i dig it so (laughs) you're gonna use warp I think I think just what you've described though. I don't think that it's that it affects your other abilities in any way. The front of them crack, but what is it what does it actually look like? Like do you are you barking at it? Do you bite at it? Like, you know, what's Yeah, happening? I mean I think it would just be like um like dog stares at them and something glowy. Because remember her her tell was that her nails glow if she doesn't have them covered. Uh-huh. So I guess even dog form, then its little claws could glow, but also its eyes could probably glow. So if she's like staring intently at these pinball machines, then suddenly the dog nails start glowing the same way her human nails would. But also maybe combine that with like teeth and eyes if she's in dog form. That's cool. That's rad. I like that. Yeah. Little, yeah. Um, glowy bits. And I don't, this actually doesn't require a role. So, um, and it is we could even say is a and just a defensive role. Okay. Um, I would call this a lore for full defense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll get to it when the demon, how would the demon dog attack? Y'all, I'm never doing combat again. This <laughs> shit takes way too long. Yeah, so I think I think that's just going to apply, like we'll just have you do that. And it will apply a penalty to to the demon dog. And we'll okay. just run it that way. And I think it'll be a little bit faster for us to keep okay. going. Yeah. Um, Gary, what's Robert thinking of doing? Robert is... So I'm reading the ability for Shadow, description for Shadow. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if after he has successfully um, marked... Travis and kind of sees uh, Sharon retreating. Sharon retreated, right? Just a little bit and then did the pinball thing. So the dog ran through Travis Trent's leg. So she's on the other okay. side of Travis Trent from um, from Robert and Samson. Okay. Um, and there's pinballs everywhere, right? Y- yeah. Um, well, it's an arcade, so the lights are already dim. Um, but let's like just fuck with it some more and um (laughs) robert um if successful um uses shadow to essentially cause the um lights of the arcade boards to flicker Mm -hmm. okay like strobe light style yeah like kind of like a strobe light style um Mm. type deal um and this is mostly like to to sort of mess with Travis um mm-hmm. he thought about like just hitting uh Trent with his guitar but you know those cost <laughs> money so 
Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. so we're, we're, he, he's like, Imlac is, you know, sort of jiggling um, a little bit in his necklace, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh style. And mm-hmm. you just see like, just like flickering of the arcade cabinets. Like they're not totally like going off, turning back on, going off, turning back on. But it's just like a faint, faint flickering right now. Um, that you know, if successful, I guess goes like more haywire. Um, You're hoping it will kind of be a distraction, right? Yeah, I'm That's hoping it'll goal. be a distraction, like- and just by like you know, like uh, Robert's whole thing right now is he's just trying to like create the perfect mood, like with his music, um, <laughs> so that uh, Samson and Joan can like mess this guy up. Because yeah. I'm kind of like regretting it now a little bit. Like <laughs> Robert is not offensively capable, um, but you know, I guess we just work with what we get. Yep. So yep. the other thing is, you can always summon demons, right? That's mm, yeah. the other thing which is always on the table. Summon demons, as in. You could just read because you're a sorcerer. You can reach out to the beyond and pull something, and it's really dangerous for you as a sorcerer, but sometimes you just need a power you don't have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, why had I not thought of that? Um, I'll keep that as a, I'll keep that as a ace and a hole though. Um, I don't want to sure. do that now. So I, okay. Yeah, I see. Nice. All right. Keep that so you, you take like a, a bunch of penalties from, from like having to do it without a ton of preparation right mm-hmm. so that's why it's really dangerous but you can right. still do it okay um, um but while while you take a look at that let's have samson describe what he's doing um i was gonna just do the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. psychic force again uh yeah with boost um with and boost. okay that will leave samson confused and unable to do an action the next round um, mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of what he's feeling a little bit desperate, uh, having seen Jen get pretty badly messed up, and he wants to set Trent back more significantly um, as much as possible. And I, I don't think he realizes that... I don't think he's ever had occasion to double boost before, so I don't think that's something that he knows is going to happen. Yeah, totally. Um, and I... So... Okay. And I'm I'm just keeping track of how many times y'all have... Uh, how often you're using demon abilities because there is a point where they start to enter their need and uh, oh, that's yeah. that will be fun for us to get to. <laughs> okay, perfect. Ectrix, uh, yes. who I actually have written down for power, so maybe we've overpowered him. Um, I think I had to up that because of the inconspicuous thing hmm. uh, because he had to have cloak and power has to be one in addition to the number of powers. Um, yeah, correct. So he's going to use days on Trent with nice. the goal of trying to, to me, uh, it feels pretty reasonable that at this point he would need to make a perception roll to, like with these lights, like strobing really aggressively and distracting him. So mm. being able to negatively impact his perception role would be a valuable thing to do to this guy yeah yeah i like that so let's get to rolling and what travis is so we know what the demon dog is going to do which is it's going to go after joan travis Mm -hmm. looks down at himself uh he notices he can tell that he's marked because he himself is a sorcerer and there's a there's a flash across his brain of thinking about going after this guy and slicing his guitar strings because what an <laughs> asshole giving him this alabaster shimmer. <laughs> but I'm realizing that that's not what he would do. And he's just going to turn around and try to leap on Joan, basically. So he uses his boost again and... Uh, he's also going to use fast. Let me double check what fast does. Uh, uses the demon's power instead of his or her own stamina. I like that. He's going to use special damage on this again, although it is not the same. Actually, why wouldn't he? Yeah, he will use the same special damage from this ooze around it. So he acquired a third demon after his first encounter with you, Joan. That's part mm. of what's going on here. Oh, God. Um, which is this ooze around his feet, which is another... Uh, 
Inconspicuous Demon, which is why y'all didn't see it at first until it acted. Yeah. Um, but its special damage is disease, and it is going to uh, apply as well. Or it will attempt to apply. So oh God. everybody can now roll. I hope you were keeping track of how many dice, because I wasn't. Uh, Travis Trent rolls 14d8. And that's 14d8 was minus two from his penalty. That's true. Thank you. Yep, you're right. So that, and um, I'm just going to do a, a minus one for the flickering lights as opposed to having him do another roll. So we'll have him be at 11d8 rather than 14d8. So Samson, you're going to roll the same thing you did last time. Let's clear the bonuses for the description. Um, they were great, but we have them at this point. But I do want to, at this point, because of the, like, because we know, the camera knows that he's going to be confused after this, he goes to do the same thing, but this time, instead of stopping at his mouth and his mouth turning black, the same kind of, like, veiny stuff reaches to his eyes, and they go completely black as well, and as he opens his mouth, there's this sort of, like, choking sound that wasn't there before that's like kind of like gasping for air but in a less less gasping for air and more gasping for awareness like why is the world suddenly like a gasp i guess is what Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. like a really startled gasp and after the action clears his eyes aren't there they're just it's like completely blank white and he's just standing Mm -hmm. totally still yeah, that's sick. Go ahead and take another another three d eight to your roll then for that. Got to at least give me a chance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bad roll this time Oof. because you took. Because I I took the eights when I rolled. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah and so... then your second roll was way better when you used less dice than the first one was. I'm just saying that's how it works sometimes. Fuck he is it. going to be confused after this though, uh, because he has boosted the same thing twice as well. So he's going to wind up being confused after this. Uh, and then the demon dog which let's just say is um, straight up attacking so that we can get the rolls going. So it's just going to be its stamina. Uh, its highest is a, oh, that's a terrible roll. Seven, two, two, one, one for the demon dog. And okay. Ectrix also needs a roll here. Yeah, go for it. The way this, this is the challenge of this combat system where it's like, oh, you actually do need to describe things. So it's hard to do it mm-hmm. quickly. I think just kind of a shadowy swamp starts growing around Trent. Like, the like flickering in and out in the same way that Ectrix does generally, you see mm-hmm. like the Everglades, like basically the Everglades, like vines pass in front of his eyes suddenly. Like there's a moment where it looks like he's standing knee deep in water instead of, and it's just like flickering in and out of this other reality where he's trapped in Ectrix's like weird swamp domain. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, go ahead and take plus two for that. Nice. So eight, seven, seven, and then some other ones for Ectrix there. Uh, so Trent, again, is going to go first here. Um, let me, I do want to double check something just to make sure that, all right, so here's, I, I just wanted to look up when you have more penalties than what your stamina will, etc. A sorcerer who's taken more penalties than his or her stamina may make a will roll with no penalties against the number of dice the character is trying to be able to use next round up to his or her maximum score. As long as the sorcerer is not carrying penalties greater than twice his or her stamina. So what's your stamina? Um, God, right. Two, I think, right? Shit, so it is more than twice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh... So the key lies in getting role-playing bonuses to stack up the will roll. Greater than 2x stamina. Oof, the effect. Uh, oh, no. It's, yeah, it's um, bad. He had a really oh, no. good roll against you. Is Joan fucked? Yeah, actually she is. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so he, he... Let's not worry about the damage too much because uh, with eight ongoing damage joan is already near death yeah um and when i did not expect this to happen today but Uh samson and robert as you're standing there robert you're like making the lights flicker (laughs) samson 
<laughs> Samson has gone confused, so he may actually not be aware that this happens. Trent falls on Joan's back. Joan is still a dog and buries yeah. the knife hilt deep in her uh, back. Poor Joan and dog. I think she crumples. Yeah. Um. <laughs> fuck, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Um, you do have armor. Okay. I do. Bef- before it's before it's it's too bad. Let's do this. Let's make sure that if we're gonna kill you, we <laughs> we give you as many options out as possible. All right. Armor. The user converts damage victories equal to the demon's power taken from edged or projectile weapons to the fist's damage table. Yeah, no, there's just, there's there's no way out of it at this point because it's already uh, on the, I'm doing everything I can. It's okay. <laughs> this is how it goes. Where are you reading, um, death, whatevers? Again, it is, it is in actually in an annotation, which is kind of annoying. It says character death is possible, but difficult. Here are the numbers. Because lasting penalties are halved following a conflict. So if you got out of this conflict, that eight ongoing that Joan currently has would be dropped to four. A character can take lasting injury penalties up to and including four times his or her stamina score. So at eight ongoing, we're already at four times Joan's stamina score and still live. That's the cutoff. So any more additional successes here, which Trent definitely got, puts Joan down. To use a dog metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> so shit. I'm again, this was Bye, meant to be John. like a quick <laughs> combat um episode, and then we would yeah. get back to the role play next one, but I guess we are actually gonna have to figure out a new character. It also yeah. says sorry, um that's also why death still isn't automatic even at the cutoff penalty level. Once a character does sustain that number of lasting penalties and is thereby mortally injured, then the rule says if there is any imaginable in-game justification for receiving intensive care then or soon, the character lives. Okay. Is oh. there an in-game reason? Um, that it could happen now or soon? Yeah. I mean, let's, I'm not, and that's not me challenging you. That's me saying, like, what's the in-game reason? So yeah. I think that... Let's do this because I want to get out of combat because it's so clunky. <laughs> Trent drops on Joan's back, buries the knife to the hilt. Yeah. And she collapses, still still in dog form. We'll have to decide what happens after that. I think yeah. the corpse dog comes up short seeing what's happened. And Samson is kind of standing there glass-eyed. So as Trent stands up and rises he turns to look back at Robert. And he's not threatening you at this point. I mean, he is still a large threatening figure, but he's not like charging you or anything, Robert. Um, Mm -hmm. Joan is incapacitated for sure. Mm -hmm. What do you do, Robert? What do you say? Trent is as incapacitated as Samson is. That's true. Yeah, Trent does enter a confused state. Thank you for the reminder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Damn, Kiefer, I do not (laughs) know what I would do without you kill our characters more often (laughs) i would that's true so joan is dead we're not sure if she's dead yet or not she is extremely critical and i'm gonna say that from where you are she looks dead and um as trent rises the same kind of thing because he's boosted the same score twice just the like samson did as he kind of stands up the same thing happens to his eyes that happened to Samson. So his eyes glass over. So let me describe the scene for a second. We have a demon dog, which is standing there looking up at its master, waiting for instructions. We have Joan bleeding out on the ground, still in the form of a dog. We have two sorcerers. Both of them look like one of them emaciated, the other one hyperjacked. Their eyes glassed <laughs> over, standing there not moving. And... God. You, Robert, standing there with a bass guitar. Oh, my God. Just in the zone. Oh, fuck. Now, Ectrix is also there, and Ectrix can do some, will do something, but before it does, I want to hear what you do at this point. Trent is standing there, right? He's glass-eyed. He's confused. A man and his guitar. 
um, yeah. against the forces of the world. Um, so I love that Robert is just suddenly standing here practically alone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like a Dragon Ball Z moment where it's just like, I guess I got to go super. So yeah. he, you know, just says, fuck it. Because he can kind of like, he, I don't know, Imlac reads auras. Um, and with Joan, like he doesn't go over immediately to check. Imlac doesn't know that, he, he can't tell whether or not she's dead or alive. Um, like he doesn't not sense an aura from her. Yeah, I think you can tell that she's dying. Right. She's dying. I don't she's think she's dead at sure. this point. Um, yeah. But I'm stuck between two two sort of ends here. Robert just tries to, can I just say he just tries to summon? <laughs> sure. I mean, the I think it's dope. Like, I think if you're just like, if that's his reaction to this moment, like it's, there's been chaos. There are pinballs yeah. rolling all over the floor. <laughs> it's still a flashing arcade and the lights are screwed up now because of the shadow. If that's his reaction to be like total panic, he suddenly has to summon something and he does. That's dope. Like, oh shit, um, yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. And- like the, the gamer moment is to go over and kill Travis Trent, right? That's like the meta gamer moment. But again, like, what what do you think that Robert does? Yeah, I think he, I guess he could just go and kill him with his guitar. Or he can panic summon. Shit, yeah, it's like, I guess he could just, like, go over and maul, like, Travis Trent. I mean, without having to summon a demon. I mean, and that's kind of, like, what my first reaction would be, seeing that, like, two of his friends are just fucking out of it. But he also has other things on his mind right now. Um, so something that uh, Noah and I discussed like uh, before uh, he left for Massachusetts um, was like Robert having his own personal crisis with uh Mm -hmm. the events of the last or a couple of episodes ago with his uh, mentor coming to town and those things are on his mind like very heavy like um he wants to distinct himself make himself distinct as a summoner as a sorcerer Mm -hmm. um even though he's this nice guy who in a normal setting would absolutely like wallop this guy check on joan see how she's doing check on samson see if he's good he's also becoming a little more power hungry now yeah and as such i think robert's first instinct is to go and check on his two friends but i think he wants to use the moment to basically see if he can pull from the beyond and reverse this course um so that he can get what he wants but that hopefully he can also make sure that his friends are good so i think i'm gonna have him summon a demon i love it so let's actually call this episode there i don't think it could be any better so just as a as a reminder of like where we're leaving off today joan is bleeding out on the floor still in her dog form we have two sorcerers, Travis Trent and Samson, st- basically staring at each other across the room, but their eyes are glazed and they can't move. It's like the end of Blue Velvet. <laughs> and Robert is standing there having just decided to, in this moment, summon a new demon. And as he's as he's standing there looking around in the ruins of this arcade, Ectrix calmly walks across the floor, turns and stands to look Robert in the eyes, and that's where we'll end. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh <Nice>. no. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in two weeks. this uh, 
party going on. So if uh, anybody from that party is listening to the podcast, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now. Thank you.